Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray. I'm your host. And this week, we're just doing a quick 10-minute kind of uh, reflection on our podcast from last week. If you did not get a chance to listen, last week, we were fortunate enough and honored to have Steve and Gina Meyer, Katie Meyer's parents, join us for our podcast episode where we detailed and outlined their mission, Katie's Save. Um, If you have not gotten a chance to listen to that episode, stop this one right now and go listen to that one because that is the bread and butter of of, um, Katie's Save. We go into detail about what Katie's Save is. Um, You know, just in case you weren't sure, it's um, a mission to implement a policy where students can opt for a trusted designated advocate um, in different scenarios such as um, hospitalization, disciplinary action and so on and so forth. Instead of going into detail on that, I do really want you to go back and listen to that episode. But this week, I just wanted to debrief and kind of reflect on that um, from the back end um, and open up a little bit because there was something that the Myers family said after we stopped recording, which I thought was so beneficial and really worth sharing. Um, So after Katie passed away, you know, we've always been very open and honest about how we were deeply affected by it, even having not known her, and how it was um, sadly very relatable, the situation she was in and the feelings she must have had. And um, as female athletes and soccer players from the collegiate and pro levels, the level of pressure um, is in, in very, very intense. And so we are still deeply affected. And um, so throughout the past year uh, here at Female Footballers, we had been communicating with the Myers via social media, um, sharing a lot of their content as they opened Katie's Save, um, you know, honoring her in different Female Friday posts on Instagram. Um, We even at one point were designing like logos for a shirt before they even came out with their foundation of ways we could raise money for suicide prevention um, anyways, um, this kind of culminated in the fall as we started to, um, ramp back up and get our podcast going again, as we took a little bit of time off. Um, I reached out to the Myers, not expecting to hear back from them, nor expecting them to want to talk about this. Cause I can imagine how emotional and exhausting and just, um, very, very hard it is to have the conversation over again about her and to put yourself in that moment again every time. And um, uh, lucky enough for us, and we were so grateful that they responded and they wanted to come on. So we met once on Zoom just to talk and make sure we were all on the same page of uh, how long we are going to talk, all those little logistics. And we were floored on our end just how kind and um, deeply... Um, impactful the way they spoke about Katie was and how mission-driven and purposeful every detail of Katie's save um, is in the creation of it. Um, and and then, as you know, we recorded the podcast episode um, and we actually got it out as quickly as we could because we didn't want it to sit there when we felt like there was so many important nuggets of information and and. Um, advice from Steve and Gina Meyer. So we unveiled it pretty quickly. And, um, you know, after we ended the the recording, I I pressed, you know, stop recording. And then we kind of still chatted. 
And there was one thing, I think Steve said it, and uh, it continued on in our conversation where um, I I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then for the following week, I had a, a conversation with anyone I could about it because it was just so relatable as a parent and would have made a huge, deep impact on me as um, a female player. And if I had a coach that had done any of what he mentioned, um, it would have made a huge difference in my life as well. And so um, we got off the call or we got off the recording and I I was saying, you know, thank you so much. That was so um, candid and open and vulnerable and I really appreciate it. And he said, you know, there's something I wish I would have said on the recording that I didn't. And it's that um, I really wish we would have mentioned that um, it's okay to have the bad conversations. And um, I I thought about that for a second. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. And he goes, you know, we, we did in our family. And um, he goes, but I really, that would have been some advice I would give to parents, you know, as, as parents, we're always putting the A plus paper on the refrigerator. We're highly, um, you know, giving our, our kids props for making the team or for scoring the goal. And there's so many parents out there that, you know, bribe their kids for the goal or the win or take them out for ice cream after when they're little. And, um, you know, they're so proud. And, and as a parent to three children, two whom of which play competitive soccer, I, I can relate to that. You are really proud, especially in my family where my husband and I both played professionally and collegiately. When they choose soccer and they're doing well in it, it's really hard not to show the excitement and be proud. Um, but having the the bad conversations, what he means by that, and, and he explained further, was um, normalizing that that's not real all the time. That for the most part, the the mistakes, the failures, we need to be able to talk about those and be willing to listen and have those those conversations about their bad moments, your children's bad moments. Um, and I think that I, I think that that is incredibly important. We do it, female footballers. Um, we have to normalize mistakes and make our players uh, understand that this is part of life and that it's normal. And in the interview, if you listened, um, Steve and Gina talked about how Katie had heard no a lot and was sort of a late bloomer that she, you know, gave up a lot with school and high school and stuff like that to play in the youth national teams. And then she didn't make it. And she'd kind of heard no a lot. And it was a struggle. And when she got to that moment in the 2019 NCAA championship where they won and she made those saves, it was the the yes she'd been waiting for. That's what Gina mentioned, that that was her yes. And um, I think it was clear by meeting them and having the discussion that they had normalized um, failure and mistakes and that it was something that they discussed. But I think there's a lot of families, a lot of coaches, a lot of clubs that don't normalize that. They brush it under the rug. They almost punish for those mistakes. And um, as an educator, a mom, a coach, and a former player, I can't tell you enough how important it is to give space for those conversations. And if you're wondering, how do I do that? Something so simple. Um, in 
in my family, we sit around the dinner table and we talk about our high, our low, and our cheer. And I kind of stole some of that from Julie Foudy's podcast of Laughter Permitted, but I had been doing sweets and sours before that, um, which is the same as high-low. I'd never done the cheer thing, so I stole that from Julie Foudy. But the um, the high-low cheers, you know, let them say a high part of their day. Let them say the low part. Find out what they see as low and what they see as high. And then let them, you know, tell you who their cheer is. That All of that information, just by listening, will give you so much insight into their day. It tells you what they value, what they're, what they don't value, the type of people they value. You can learn so much from that. And, um, I remember having a conversation early on when we would do high low cheer with a neighbor of mine. And I said something about, um, high low cheer. And he says, why would you, why would you go for the low? Why would you even want to talk about the low? And I remember saying like, because they need to be able to talk about that. Cause that's real. And, you know, Steve and Gina Meyer really reiterated that we have to have those real conversations because the more that we don't, if we're never letting them talk about their mistakes and their failures, then we are creating little perfectionists where they are not allowed to make mistakes. And in today's day and age of of school and, and youth sports where everybody gets a trophy and everybody has, it has to be as equitable as possible in the school, you, you know, environment, um, you know, there, we're kind of creating these young people with this cultivated environment. And then by the time they go off to college, that environment that they're now in as a collegiate person or human or just an 18-year-old young adult does not match the environment that they were raised in a lot of the time. And that can be really, really hard. But if we can normalize those failures and those mistakes at younger ages, then it does, you know, it is more real. It is providing them space to see. And, and I think it's important as the adult in their world, whether you're a coach listening to this or a parent, um, you too need to say your high lows and cheers. Uh, around the dinner table, we do every day. And, and I open up about my my job, what might have been frustrating for my low, um, you know, and it gives them insight into what I value and what I see as mistakes. It gives me a chance to say, I made a mistake today. And it wasn't fun and it's making me, my tummy hurt or it's making me uncomfortable. And when I open up about my vulnerable moments, like Gina said, your soft vulnerabilities in front of them, it gives them permission to open up about their soft vulnerabilities. And this isn't just for women and girls. This is for every human. Um, I think that the more that we can normalize that failure mistakes are a part of our world and that have these hard, bad, quote unquote, conversations with our kids and our players, you know, the better that we are going to be as a human race, as a society, as a youth sports club, as a team, as a collegiate program, whatever it is that you're, you're in and relating this to. But just wanted to share that last tidbit because, um, you know, we got off the, the call and, Steve and Gina said goodbye and it was me, Haley and Rachel. And we basically, I said, man, I wish we had that on recording. That was such a, a wonderful piece of advice that I wish everybody could hear. And so instead of sitting on it and letting it pass, um, I just wanted to take 10 to 12 minutes of your time today and share that um, little debrief and reflection. And again, cannot thank Steve and Gina Meyer enough for coming on. It it feels truly um special to talk and 
and support people who are doing such meaningful work within the youth and female athlete space, um, who are doing it for the right reasons, who are, you know, deeply hurting and anything that we can do to support them, we will do so. And so if you are listening to this, please, again, go on to Katie Save, make a donation, print out the designated advocate form. If you're a player and you're a youth player, bring it to your coach and be like, do you know what this is? And have a conversation. If you're a parent um, and you're, you know, your daughter is looking to play collegiately, this is a conversation you should be having or she should be asking. She goes to an ID camp. She goes on a recruiting trip you know, ask about their mental health resources, ask the players, girls, if you're listening, ask the players when you go on recruiting trips, um, ask the players, you know, what supports do you have when you feel mentally drained or burned out or how do you feel supported mentally? Any of those questions are really important if you're doing the recruiting process. Um, and stay tuned because one of our podcasts in the, in the near future will be all about recruiting and we've got a, a guest coming on who's an expert. So stay tuned for that. But um, please just do all you can to support this family and this mission because it is really meaningful and um, it's at the core um, base of, of just really systemic change at the collegiate level. We're working really hard on the youth level at Female Footballers, which um, we know we're trying really hard, but this this is a possible easy um, step in the right direction. So thank you so much for listening. As I said before, we have so many great podcast episodes coming up. I hope that you are subscribing to this. That would be so helpful as a, a newer nonprofit and a, um, a small organization. This is all very purpose, mission-driven work as well. We all have other jobs. And we do this because we want to make change and help all that we can. And um, so your support means the world to us. So subscribe, share, do all the things. We love testimonials, positive feedback, um, anything you can do to help us. We are greatly appreciated, appreciative. And um, stay tuned because, like I said, lots of good episodes coming up. All right. We will see you next time.